disappear No one can do that Embracing that I'm only human I've been thriving, baby yeah. Big moves, big plans And everything I do, yeah Self-care, it let me to improve I feel like this was overdue Got some big moves, big plans And everything I do, baby Hello, hello, good people. Welcome to Rap and Relax, the podcast where we have mental health discussions through hip-hop-based conversations. Yes, sir. My name is Fidel Adiola. I will be your host, and I got some very, very, very special guests. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Oh, yeah, so I'm Evan. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Is that it? (laughs) <laughs> Is that how you introduce yourself? I, I am Evan Shaw, you know what I'm saying? I am a music connoisseur. I was, as as LeBron would say, I am a hip-hop historian, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I'm going to pass it off to Morgan. You got next. Um, I, uh, it's Morgan here. I'm a paid uh, guest on the show. <laughs> I'll be dropping in and out, uh, give a couple of quotables throughout. I don't want to drop too much because I'm being paid by the hour. <laughs> Oh, hey, my name's Andre White. I, came in loud. <laughs> I'm not, I don't profess to be a musical connoisseur, but music has definitely been a big part of my life, and so is mental health advocacy. So I appreciate you for having me, Dill. Let's no get problem. to it. No so, problem. Thank you, Dill. Let's get thank to you, it, Dill, dog. for having me. No as problem. Well. I appreciate every guest that I have. We're part yeah, of history. Actually, my homeboys, if, just in case the listeners didn't know, so it's very, I mean, it's a pleasure to really have everybody here because. You know, these are my guys, my college guys. So for this episode, we're going to talk about trauma. Um, And since I'm like, you know, the mental health expert and whatnot, before I get into like my definition of trauma, I want to hear from everybody in the room. Just how do you define trauma? Well, you got it, Andre. So, I mean, I think trauma is definitely something that's, pivotal to understanding the black experience um being that we're all black men sitting in the room um i define i define trauma as lasting negative experiences that shape my reality um and i just think it's really important that as black people and if you're trying to understand black people you need to understand trauma and it's and it's and it's and it's, and it's role in our history yeah, for me, I I would just say trauma is pretty much just I don't know pain mostly like just something that has stuck with you, something that you haven't been able to overcome, something that you still kind of like fall back on like in certain situations and things like that, something that still affects you to this day from like past historical events and things like that. So I think trauma is something that definitely definitely follows you along like in your in your path of life. Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely agree with the, the last two definitions. Just, you know, um, bad events that happen in your life that kind of carry and shape the way you act and treat people moving forward and how you react to certain situations. 
Okay, okay. So I, I definitely love everybody's definition of trauma. Um, What's yours? My tra- definition of trauma? Before I get into my definition of trauma, um, definitely the scientific, psychologist, you know, mental health description of trauma would be an emotional response to a severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Um, I mean, that's very specific for what trauma could mean to any, just, just, just to anybody. But um, I actually like this definition of trauma that I learned just actually a month ago in my training of at my job that I had just got not too long ago. So... The definition of trauma that I had that I would really want to stick with and really want to describe to all the listeners that we have is it's a prolonged, continuous, overwhelming, misunderstood, and unpredictable experience or just event. And I think I really like this definition of what trauma means because it's very, very general. It it could apply to just any, just to anybody of what trauma means. So like prolonged, continu- continuous, overwhelming, misunderstood, and un- unpredictable. It could mean if you go, and there's actually an in, uh, example that somebody gave me. If you go into a store and the clerk spaz outs on you because they thought you were stealing or the clerk spaz outs on you because they had a bad day, that could be... Tr- traumatic because it's unpredictable you never th- would have thought that like going to a mall that a clerk would have spazzed out on you so you go to another mall or you go to another store and you're gonna think that okay maybe this clerk might spaz out on me too so i really like this uh, um this definition because i think that when you think of this definition of something that's prolonged continuous, overwhelming, misunderstood, or unpredictable, it just kind of gives you that idea that anything could be traumatic. You know, you fall off on a bike, that's traumatic. You witness your mom getting beat up, that's traumatic. Anything, I mean, like, you know, your girlfriend, boyfriend cheats on you, that's traumatic. So it's very general of just what trauma means. Um, so before we get into the, our hip hop discussions of trauma and what we recognized in our hip hop songs, I want to ask, I guess, um, what do you believe the effects of trauma is? Everything. (laughs) I mean, depending on what your traumatic experiences are, they can really shape the rest of your life. Um, I mean, you can be like for like, for instance, like if you're fa- like for people that grow up without like it's, it can be as little as like growing up without a father in the home. Um, I can use like the Fresh Prince, <laughs> for instance, like the show, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like you can tell Will dealt Will dealt with the trauma of his father leaving him and it shaped the person that he was into his early adulthood and things of that nature. So I just think the the effects are lifelong. It's just especially depending on what they are or what the trauma is. No, yeah, like I mentioned before, I think trauma definitely is a lingering 
um, sensation, a lingering event. Um, Fidel, could you ask the question again? I kind of forgot exactly what you So, what you basically, <laughs> basically, I just want to know, like, when you guys think of trauma... Come on, man. And, you know, and you understand what the definition of trauma is, I just want to know, like, what do you think is the effects of trauma and a traumatic event? So, yeah, I mean, I think... It depends on how you handle it. I think a lot of people don't know how to handle trauma. A lot of people don't know how to deal with the pain of their past and things like that. So I, I think with that being said, a lot of a lot of um, effects of trauma mm-hmm. involve like impacting yourself, hurting yourself, whether like physically, you know what I'm saying, mentally, emotionally, or and also hurting and doing the same to others. Depending on how you take out your, um, your trauma that you have. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I was gonna say something along the lines of um, the effects of it being that you kind of put it down on on someone else. So I think there's a lot of people that discuss like if my mom and dad whoop me, so as a kid I whoop. I'm gonna whoop. I mean, as a adult, when I have kids, I'm gonna whoop them as well. Or maybe it's something like you were cheated on, so. The next time you're gonna cheat on your significant other, it's it's kind of how you uh, maybe deflect onto someone else later because you were traumatized, and that's kind of how you handle situations. It affects the way that you handle situations later in your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I love all y'all uh, answers, honestly. I mean, and the, what I had like just written down on my notes of what the effects of trauma is basically aligns with everybody, what everybody said, because I mean, the effects of trauma is. One thing is you have a higher risk of, you know, mental health disorders. I mean, depression, anxiety, um, anger, you know, just how you deal with anger. Like, you have a higher risk of just being prone to that. You know, if you have a traumatic event, you know, you might be substantial. Um, what's the word? Susceptible. You might be more susceptible. Yes, sir. You might be more you might be more susceptible to depression, <laughs> to anxiety, anxiety, to having a not being able to control your anger. Um, I will, I will, I will cut in now and just say that I do think like. In the today's society, and with the increase in technology and things like that, it is harder and increasingly harder to kind of like shed your trauma. I I, I mm-hmm. guess would be the what I want to the wording for that because um a lot of things are like whether tracked on like social media or like video or photos and things like that. There's like always some type of a footprint or a trail that leads you back to your trauma. So. I think now and especially like moving into the future, it'll continue to be like a harder thing to kind of get rid of that trauma and move forward from that Wait, just because, because it's always because of social gonna, media It's always going to follow you. Um, it depends on what the trauma is. If your trauma is something that occurred in a public area or like a public arena and people continue to bring it up on social media and things like that, mm-hmm. that could always reincite your trauma. You know what I'm saying? Don't you think you'd find some more support on social media, though, instead of if you were just enclosed by yourself? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's all different it, for everybody. I mean, because, I mean, trauma affects people differently. So um, just like how 
Evan said about like if you had something traumatic happen in public spaces, I just wanted to go back to like what I was about to say about the effects of trauma is one thing that it can affect how you relate to other people. If you're traumatic, if you're traumatized by an event, you know, you might not trust other people as, you know, as greatly as if you wasn't traumatized by an event. Or if you are traumatized by an event, you might be more, you know, clingy clingy onto people. Or you might, you know, yearn onto people that's maybe not that good for you. So... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that there's good trauma? Personally, I don't think that there could be anything. When you think about what trauma means for a lot of people and what, like, the definition of what trauma is, I don't think that is there's a such thing as called good trauma. Yeah, there's like a negative connotation. There's a negative, there's a negative con- but think about like the example you gave with a, a grocery store grocery store clerk spazzing out on you. What if you were just doing something wrong and now you learn when I go to the grocery store, I shouldn't be acting this way because I don't want to get spazzed out on again because you're tra- I think that can be a double-edged sword though. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could be doing something wrong, but at the same time, I think as black people that can double over to I shouldn't do this because I know whether or not it's right or wrong, I'll still be perceived a certain way. So. Well, I was more so talking about it in general, but I definitely see your point. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't I don't know if if you're in the wrong, I don't really know if you're really that traumatized, honestly, by an experience like that. Because you kind of expect it when you start doing the action that's not correct. So, I mean, I think, I think that what you was getting at it is... I mean, I think that's kind of... I think it's like negative reinforcement. Is that the right... Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely Something negative like reinforcement. That. But, um... I mean, not to, like, downplay anybody's experiences, but I think there's definitely a, a difference between a lesson and mm-hmm. something that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that, you know, if you're wilding out in a mall mm-hmm. and a clerk or, you know, employee corrects you, that's a lesson. Now that might be traumatic to some other people because, you know, you've always acted this way and no one ever corrected you about this. So it might be unpredictable. But, you know, I mean, I think there's a difference between like something that's traumatic and something that's, you know, a lesson type of thing. So I, I, I understand what you're getting at. Yeah. Um. So I mean, let's let's actually just get into the songs right quick. You know, uh, I'm trying to waste nobody's time, but um. So the first song that I had that really sparked my idea of trauma just in the hip hop community, it's uh it's a song by J.I. the Prince of New York. He's an up and coming artist that um I think he just really got popular this year. He had this song Painless. And um personally, personally, I think that this was one of Dirk's best verses. And um Dirk in the yeah. verse Lil Dirk, shout out to Lil Dirk, he had a hell of a year this year. But um, in this verse, this is what he says. So he says, I'm going to tell you a real life over street nigga. I don't want no anybody around me. I don't even argue with no bitch when I leave my crib. I don't know when I'm going to leave these streets. PTSD, I'm out of my mind. I grip my iron when I'm in my sleep. I don't trust these niggas. I don't care not- about nothing. I don't even trust the nigga with Uber Eats. 
So when I heard this, yo, I was just like, I was like, damn, yo, like I, I've never even thought about just, yo, like I'm not going to argue with my girl because I don't know when I'm about to die. I don't, I've never even thought about like, yeah, I'm about to order a pizza. I'm about to get some food delivered. And I never thought about like this, if I get my food delivered, it might be the ops that's going to slide on me that's about to kill me type of thing. I mean, you know, got I the mean, ops. Like, you know, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid from the suburbs type of thing. So like when I heard this, I'm like, and like just knowing my background of like, and just knowing that, you know, what I learned, I'm like, that's, that, that that's trauma because like, it's like, what have you seen? What have you experienced? that made you think that yo i don't want to argue with my girl like i you know what like before i leave out my house and before i go out do what i want to do or do what i gotta do out there you know if we have an argument i'm about to be like yo like let's let's just like conclude on this argument and let's just like not even go any further because if i go leave out here you know you don't even know like this might be the last time you're gonna see me oh it's like neo's mad yeah, yeah, honestly. Like, I mean, I don't want to go see Matter with... I mean, that was the softest song I about mean, yeah, it. Yeah. But it's just like, when it comes to trauma, it's just like, yo, like, you know, I mean, I I, I honestly want to ask Dirk, like, what have you seen, what have you experienced to make you even get to that point? I mean, what do y'all even think about that line, honestly? um, More so than thinking about the line, I just think about who is coming from, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that Dirk, uh, as a lot of Chicago rappers, uh, my line is actually from a Chicago rapper as well. A lot of the Chicago rappers have seen a lot. Like, I feel like when you look at, like, the geography of where a lot of these rappers are coming from, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, the West Coast, I feel like the Chicago rappers are that one subset of rappers that are really talking about... Can we curse? Curse. About the shit that they've actually experienced like they're not fronting you know what i'm saying i actually believe what they're talking about so it's just another layer to the music that i've continuously appreciated for dirt from dirt for the last eight to nine years oh yeah i agree like like you said them chicago niggas them niggas is a different breed bro <laughs> <laughs> them niggas, like they talk they talk what they what they gonna do and they walk that shit and i don't know like it's, it's intriguing because it seems as though like just not like you said, not specifically to Dirk or the specific lyric, but just Chicago as a as a scene, as a music scene overall. Like you can tell in the music, you can tell in the in the lyrics and everything that they've all been through a lot. Like they've seen a lot in the, in the the streets in in that city, and they've had to overcome a lot. And it seems like based off of that, it seems as though they have become like painless or they have become heartless in the sense where they they just have to get over things because i know um speaking of dirt like how he was real close to vaughn or whatever and he just lost him and he's lost a lot of other like people um he's been close with and um i was watching some interview with somebody who said that they had spoken to him and he was kind of just saying like it it impacts him but it doesn't impact him like he's kind of learned to to like overcome it, and it's kind of like crazy when you think that the life that that life has to be hard when you come to a point where you just 
you know, like you're just accepting of things like that, like things like death of your friends and death of your loved ones, um, to nonsense at that and um useless violence and um a bunch of things like that. So yeah, the the trauma in the in, in those songs and in this particular line and things like that, I think it's a it's a different type of trauma and it's it's a more of a uh a trauma that that they have learned to like subdue in in a in a way. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I mean, um, I mean, I I just reading like YouTube comments like of just like Dirk's no no it was Bond's music videos and like Dirk's music videos actually too, and um people just saying like yeah like you know Dirk lost Newski Dirk lost this Dirk lost that but like you know and like. I mean, and, like, honestly, when Dirk gets back on Instagram, we're going to see him smiling. We're going to see him flexing his money and stuff like that. But it's just, like, and people's going to think that, you know, he's used to this. People's going to think that, like, you know, it's nothing. Like, okay, like, he bounced back quick. But how do you ever get used to that type of thing? Like, that, I don't think that's anything that you can get used to of, like, losing a brother, losing a cousin, losing a friend that you grew up with. Um, I, I think in getting used to it is more so of just masking that trauma. Yeah. So I, in that case, I think it's just trauma built on trauma and trauma, and at some point you kind of just learn to ignore it. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And um, this actually brings me to my next question for my guest, honestly. Um, how traumatizing is it being just a black man? Because we're all black men in here. So how traumatizing is it to be just a black man? I wouldn't say that I deal with trauma every like on a daily basis because I'm black, but I'm reminded of it very often that because I'm black, there are certain things that are associated with who who I am and the color of my skin that can lead to those traumatic events and also things that I've been subject to. So it's just really easy to be reminded of those things. Yeah, I would say... Um... For me personally, yeah. there are just some time, some moments in time where I do like past trauma. Like I've had situations where I've been pulled over and accused of shooting somebody and stuff like that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I kind of need that story. It's my ice maker. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're shooting now. No, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, but I've been accused of, I've been pulled over in situations like that. I've been um, even, like, walking into my job. At one point, I had this lady kind of chase after me and ask me if I belonged there and things like that. And I think stuff like that has led to, it was a point in time where sometimes I would think about that and just be like, dang, like, how are these people viewing me? Like, just walking down the street. Um, on a normal day, sometimes I, w- I went through a period of time where I was kind of, those events kind of traumatized me to to say, oh, yeah, everybody's viewing me a certain way. And I would just look at, whenever I was walking past anybody, whenever I was um, around anybody, I would kind of be subconscious or kind of like thinking like, hmm, I wonder how they viewing me. They probably viewing me this way. They probably viewing me negatively, looking at me like this, looking at me like that, just because of the color of my skin and things like that. But um, like I said, that's something that, it's kind of off and on, depending on like the mo- the mood I'm in or whatever. But it definitely does impact me on a daily basis. And I think it um like I said, it comes and goes, but it 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 does have an impact, a lasting impact on you. I I think. Yeah, no, I I definitely feel the exact same way. I I think that 
for me personally, I, I've gotten to a point similar to what you spoke about with Dirk, but not obviously on the same level as losing my friends and getting used to it. I think growing up, there was a lot of like microaggressions that you kind of deal with if you're in like a predominantly um, like we we were in programs like IB or AP or like yeah. that, and which are predominantly white, right? Yeah. And you'd be like one of the very few black people, and you kind of get used to all those microaggressions and um, dealing with any um, stereotyping that goes on. And I yeah. think it, I never considered it trauma, but looking back, it could be considered trauma to a point where I just kind of brush it off at this point and just consider that's just white people being white people, not to single out white people, but that's kind of how I view it. It's funny because um, a couple months back before the pandemic, I was at um, this, um, I forgot what it was called. I was at an event for the black MBAs in my program. And I remember one of the students came up to me, and I say student, but these are kind of grown, grown ass adults. This man was like 40 years old. And he was talking to me about, um, he was like, do you see the, the way that these, the white people look at us and they talk to us and how they don't even say hi to us and stuff like that. And uh, he was like, it almost makes you not even want to engage with anybody in our program. And I remember I was just, in my head, I was just like, yeah, I'm used to shit like that. And he was, to give uh, context, he's from Nigeria. Like, he came to school from Nigeria, where he was probably surrounded by nothing but black people. And coming over here, these are probably traumatic events for him. But to me, I think I've just become so used to all this stuff, I don't even consider it an issue anymore. And that in itself has become probably a problem, but... I think that may just be the way that as a black man, I've dealt with some of these issues. Yeah, it's like shit, shit like that just becomes so normalized. Like you said, Morgan, you don't mm -hmm. even you don't even realize it. Like I've actually dealt in the past couple of years, I've dealt with uh, met like met like discrimination in the medical, like in the medical place, mm -hmm. medical discrimination and didn't even realize that it happened until like a year later. And the shit like that, you just get you kind of get when for me, I get mad at myself. When I think about it, you know, like when you get in an argument with somebody <laughs> and you look back on like, damn, I should have said this. Yep. That would have got him. <laughs> oh, yeah, and but... it's just stuff like that. Like, I hate the fact that we just have to sometimes just accept it and just take it on the chin. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's just, it's just like built in trauma that's just so small that it just, it just festers and it's annoying. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, yo, just to build up on what you guys are saying of like, just being so used to it and kind of being numb to it for me like i think that by the time i got to uh virginia tech i went to virginia tech for my undergrad that and y'all already know this but <laughs> i think that like by the time i got to 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 uh virginia tech i thought that i was numb to it all but there were certain inc incidents that really just did something to me because like I remember one time I was at the bus stop and uh this white girl she dropped a she dropped like I guess she she was trying to get on the bus and she dropped all her coins right there. <laughs> she got coins. Right. I mean <laughs> broke ass nigga. But anyway <laughs> she dropped all her coins, right? And I was like, okay bet. I was about to get on the bus but I was like, I right, bet. Um I helped her out. You know, I, I reached down to go pick up her coins and help her out. And she just snatched it. She was snatching. She was like really like panicking, like just snatching, snatching, snatching. I was like, all right, wow, okay. And like I had a few uh, quarters in my hand. And I just gave it to her. And then she looked at me. She's like, oh my goodness, thank you, thank you. And I was just like, yo, like, I was just trying to help you out, Shorty. Like, what's go what's really good for you? She like called her parents, like, nigga, try to steal yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like there was another incident where like me and my boys, we was coming back from a party and, um, 
one of my boys, they were trying to kick it to this one girl, and she was white, of course. And, you know, her her friend came in, like, you know, trying to swoop in and save her. And they was like, no, 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 don't talk to them. And honestly, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I was a little lit, but I, <laughs> I, I could have sworn I heard that she said, no, like, don't talk to them. They're they going to rape you type of thing. And, what? I mean, yeah, it's crazy because, like, you know, I I mean, I feel like that we can all say, like, yeah, like, you get used to the these type of things of just being black in America. But after so many traumatic events like that, like, it does something to your heart. Like, yo, mm-hmm. like, am I, do I belong here? Like, am I really loved here? Like, am I really American? Like, yo, yeah. like, what's really good? Because, like, I mean, I'm at a point now that, like, I'm thinking that, like, shit. Black people are cursed. Like, there's no way that we can be just this punished for, like, this so long. So, I mean, it does something to your heart of just being black in America and you know and have all these traumatic events. You know what's not really funny about that, but something I learned when I went to Virginia Tech is that a lot of white people there have never seen a black person before. Yeah. And I, this is Wait, not really? a joke. This is not, my, old, my roommate, he was Colombian and white. He, he was from, he's from Vienna. And, and Nova, he was like, growing up, I never really went anywhere else. There was one black kid at my high school, and that's the only black person I've ever seen. You'll in be surprised until in the year I saw you. You'll be surprised in your twenty twenty how many white people genuinely never what? interacted with black. Like, people. You think those people in Ohio well, and no Ohio, like Idaho yeah. and fucking North Dakota, yeah, they have never seen a black person. All they see is shit on TV. No, I mean I think they've seen like one, but. That don't really count for real. Because, like, honestly... That's what I'm saying. In my yeah. elementary school, I only had one white dude. They weren't, ended up going they weren't truly exposed to a diverse experience. You know what I'm saying? And, Morgan, I realized how... It took me years to realize where we grew up, how white and affluent the area we grew up in was and, like, the programs we were in in high school until I left high school. And I was like, damn, that's kind of uncomfortable to think about. <laughs> like... Wow. Just the way that the people in our community probably viewed us, and we probably didn't even know. No, the funny thing is, I I think I realized that at a very young age, and I, that's like I like I mentioned, I just kind of accepted that white people were just, and I don't, I feel like we're changing this podcast, and the white people are bad type of thing. That's <laughs> yeah. that was not my intention at all. I just had to make a few comments. I mean, on where, that. but where does our trauma come from? Okay, we're not going to pin it on. <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, I'm get us right, back on track. Get us back. Okay, okay, okay. Get us back on track. Um, you know, I, I, I brought up, you know, I brought up the my hip hop verse that I really thought related to this topic. I want one of um, our guests that you know, you know, because we all are hip hop enthusiasts, and like, Historians. what song, what verse, kind of just brought it on home to you about like. Yeah, this is tra- this is trauma right here, and like this is what I feel. This is what our people feel, and like they really embody that feeling. Um, my verse would probably so I'm a I am. Who did it? Somebody's phone. I know it's a kill. Get on it, tech boy. No, it's this. It's this computer right here to the right. Yeah, that's a kill. He acts confused like it's not on his phone right there. Right. <laughs> 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 on his Apple Watch. Your phone was right there, nigga. He said, what is that? <laughs> um, so, me personally, I'm a huge Chief Keef fan. I've been a, a big Chief Keef fan for the last 10 years. 
And I feel like a lot of people just write him off as just a run-of-the-mill drill rapper. But I think he's a lot more than that. I think he's a pioneer. And a lot of his music is a lot deeper if you take a chance and listen to it. Uh, so one of my favorite Chief Keef songs um, is called Ain't Missing You. Uh, and he's just talking about the loss of his cousin. Um, because just like Dirk, who's lost a lot of people close to him, Chief Keef has lost a lot of people close to him as well. Um, R.P. Fredo. R.P. Fredo, Capo, Blood Money, um, Vaughn. You know, a lot of these Chicago rappers are losing their lives too young. Um, and a lot of them, if not all of them, have some type of tie to Chief Keef um, because he pretty much was the, the the pioneer all the way back to that that Kanye feature, what I don't like back in 2012. Um, but this just, you know, just this, this one struck home to me. Um, just listen to, I discovered the song off his bang, uh, three mixtape like four years ago. Um, but it's a song that I always rock with. Um, it just, it reminds me of, uh, my brother that I lost two years ago. Um, and just, I feel and resonate with the pain and the trauma that Chief Keef is, is just feeling in the song when he's just talking about, you know, I, you know, I just got to do this for you. You know, he's, he, he was just talking about basically in the song, he's just like, life was normal. And then it wasn't, he was like, I was sitting at home. I was smoking a blunt. I was thinking about you been dead gone. So, you know, just life was normal. We used to do this together. Now we can't because you're gone. Um, so Chief Keith and Dirk are just rappers that I resonate with a lot um, when it comes to just, you know, dealing with trauma, working through trauma. And I, I feel like I can, I'm not, you know, a, a, like a like a thug ass, you know, drill rapper or anything. Um, but I definitely can resonate with that part of their, their artistry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got to go interject, you know, before anybody else want to say anything, too, because um, when I heard that song, because, like, he dropped that, like, right after, like, Blood Money died. Yeah. Um, and, bro, I, I listened to that, like, continuous, like, one, two, three, four, five, many, five times, like, in a row, because I was really trying to figure out, like, he said, I ain't missing you. Like he he didn't say like he he sampled Diddy's record of yeah I'll I'll be missing you and st- stuff like that and I was like he's saying I ain't gonna be missing you and like I'm not trying to put any words in Chief Keef's lyrics in Chief Keef's head and Chief Keef's you know motive of making that song at all but like just the fact that he's saying I ain't I ain't gonna be missing you it it kind of speaks to that idea of trauma that was talking about because it's just like you got to repress it you have to repress it but also you know we know where they come from right yeah um and it's like for them like life life ain't easy man like you know like chief keith and them like they was out there on the block they was trying to you know make two penny stretch and i know like you know, just from what they rapping about, I know what they had to go through, and I know that you know life on the on life on the block ain't easy. And I think that when he said I ain't gonna be missing you, I think that it was like speaking of. I know you're in a better place. You know you're in heaven. You like you don't have to you don't have to struggle. You don't have to go through what we was going through of like, you know, shooting out with ops and dealing drugs on the block because you know mom's crib. You know, lights was off and things like that. It's just like I know you're in a better place, so like I ain't miss. I you know I never, I ain't missing you. I never thought of it that way. Yo, I mean, mm. no, no. I, I I listened to that song to me so many times. Cause I was like, it just didn't stick. Right, I was like, yo, that's your cousin. You saying like I ain't gonna yeah. be missing you? 
But I mean, like I said, like I don't know what Chief Keith might have been mean, meaning, but there was definitely some type of underlying mean, meaning to it, though. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, and when you think about trauma, it's just like, you know, like you like, damn, like y'all y'all go through that much that like you're like, yo, like. I mean, I know that I know that we all say this, like when a relative dies or like when someone close to us dies, that like you're in a better place. But Chief Keith really, really embodied that in that song of like you're in a better place. Like, you know, we've been through so much shit that I ain't gonna be missing you. Like, yeah, like you're not on on Earth right here with me, but you're somewhere else that I know that you know you're not going through this pain, this struggle, yeah. these, this trauma that I've that we've been through together. You're in a better place, like for real. He actually meant that shit in that song. Yeah, you you rock you rock with that tape, that bang, the bang series. Yeah, of course I did. You yeah, know man. I did. Legendary. It's this legendary shit, man. Chief Keef does not get the respect he deserves, and I don't think he ever will. No, Honestly, yeah. I think he does, but that's just a time argument for another time. Well, yeah, that, okay. I mean, I wouldn't argue with with you on that one. <laughs> To to bring it back to the thing, you know, get thinking, together, of, thinking of trauma, <laughs> thinking of trauma and everything. Said bring you know it back together. Because y'all over there talking about Chief Keef. I don't know. I don't know. The Chief Keef is top five. Right, the go. subject was bringing up lyrics. I brought no, yeah, but then y'all was about to go on a tangent elsewhere. But I'm bringing it back. But anyway. We didn't go nowhere. Y'all was about to. Y'all was about to. But whatever. Speaking of trauma, um, can we can we take it to trauma outside of um death and like loss of life? Yeah, you got yeah, a musical lyric. You got, you got the floor. We can just go to um. I'm gonna just bring mine to like relationship tra- trauma. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Stuff like that. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Rod Wave. I'm I'm gonna say. Oh, this is gonna be sad. No, no, no. I mean, depressing. <laughs> and it's not even most. It's not even a specific situation or anything. Mostly just like the lyrics of what he said. It was um. Let me bring it up. He said, "What song?" Oh yeah, I'm um, sorry. Uh, I said, uh... "Sorry." In um, dark cloud, dark clouds. He just says, "I don't feel. I've been feeling pain for so long. I don't became numb. I don't make it no better. I give my heart to whoever. They take it and they run. And I just feel like that just shows like." Pain, like I said, trauma is something that is built on trauma. Like, you continue to build on it. If you never deal with it, you just continue to hurt yourself, continue to hurt others. Because when he says, like, I don't make it better, I give my heart to whoever, they take it and they run. Clearly, he hasn't dealt with his trauma. And because of the fact that he hasn't dealt with it, he's kind of, I guess, loose with his loose with his decision making in that aspect where he's just trusting anyone or not really trusting, but just like, it's kind of like you're numb to the pain. So you're just like, whatever at this point and just giving, just basically just giving your all to just anybody, I guess, I guess is what I would say, but it just kind of shows how trauma is something that has a lasting impact on you. Something that does continue to affect you. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's important, especially in relationships. Not not even like boyfriend girlfriend relationships, just friendships and things like that. Like you have a friend do you dirty, you have several friends do you dirty, and then it's like at some point you're not gonna know who to trust. So I mean, some people either go the route where they just don't trust anybody, or some people go the route where they are 
in a place where they feel like they can't trust anybody, so they might as well just, you know, just reach out and latch, latch to whoever comes their way because it's going to be the same thing regardless. And, and I mean, that that is just, like I said, an issue of unresolved pain, unresolved trauma, things that haven't been hashed out, things that haven't been discussed and haven't been properly thought of and um handled internally yeah and i mean like just to go into your point of like things that's unresolved trauma um i mean not to get all historical and things like that but like when you think about slavery and the lasting and you know impression that it has on black people i think that um you know when you go to traumatic events like that i mean sometimes you know not even like when you say of like things of like you don't trust people and you don't even know who to trust so like you just latch on to just anybody i think like going back to like historical events when you have traumatic events like that and you've always been done dirty like that you know just like like from slavery i think that sometimes like and i, I mean i think i see that in a lot of our people and y'all can like chime in if y'all want to but i think that a lot of times that i think our people just think that you know we don't even deserve any better because like we've been traumatized so long that you know we don't even deserve anybody that does us right we don't deserve anybody that treats us with respect we don't deserve anybody that you know i mean just it, just to the simple shit of like pays us the right that we're owed you know that you know we, that we deserve so i mean I like that bar that you had because, like, it goes, I mean, it goes into, you know, we've been traumatized to where, like, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't trust people or, like, we might latch on to people that may not be deserving. But it also talks about, you know, we've been traumatized for so long that maybe, like, this is what I deserve. No, yeah, I agree. And it, especially, like, going back to the slavery example, when you think of, like, as a slave, like, your mistress could easily, your your wife or whatever could easily get taken and just like used and abused by the master and then like you had literally no say in it. So it's kind of like that right there is a is enough trauma that can be that that affects your your view of relationships, your your view of how you how you view women, how you expect a um a woman to be because that pain of seeing your woman getting taken taken advantage of and pretty much being powerless in that sense is kind of like something that I think has been passed down and I think that essentially is one of the 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 root causes of like that black man versus black woman um type of um engagement or 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 type of um situation or whatever but and I mean honestly like I mean not to like put any you know I'm not trying to cut any slack to like black men but like Honestly, when when you think of it like that, the way that you put it, I feel like sometimes that, you know, that trauma that we faced years ago, you know, I mean, I think that's why so many black men, like, walk out because you're just thinking, like, if, you know, a white man can swoop in and, you know, rape your wife, a white man can swoop in and take your wife and do whatever they want to do, you're thinking that, like, you know, why why are you deserving of me as a husband when, you know, I let something as heinous as a white man coming in and 
you know, raping you or, you know, coming in. How, and, did, how did we get here? Well, I didn't mean yeah, that. He was just, hey, this is a white man. You know what I mean? I, 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 damn, we are here. We funny. We got, I can't just keep on circling back to that. But, I mean, I, I think that, like, you know what I mean? You, you think of it like that, like, or, like, why am I, like, so deserving of raising our child when, like, I couldn't protect you in that moment of, you know, whatever that happened, like, way back then. So, I mean... Like I said, I'm not trying to cut any slack on black men. I mean, I, we got to do better, but I think that's like, you know what I mean? Okay, like, you know, what I've learned that, like, trauma is learned in ourselves. So, like, you react a certain way because, like, that's passed down in ourselves. That's in your genetic DNA. So, I mean, I know there's there's a lot of niggas that's trash, but there's, there's mm-hmm. also that you got to think of, like, you know what I mean? If it's in your genetic DNA, sometimes you're more prone to react a certain type of way as a coping mechanism because you know that's just what you've been experiencing well before we leave the slavery topic i would say even like if you think about trauma experience in the sense of like a slave auction and things like that where you had you had um i'm not gonna pick on the white people i'm just saying you had you had people coming and basically picking the the slave that they thought would look the best or was built the best, looked the strongest or whatever. And that has kind of been passed down generation by generation to kind of, kind of that, that, that super um, macho man, I guess, view in the black community where we feel like we have to overpower one another. We have to out, out strength, outpower at one another. That I think that is a, that's another example of trauma in that sense just because we've always been in competition with one another where we have to be the most impressive um i don't think they were in competition with each other well because if you were i mean <laughs> I think they were competing on the block to see who's the strongest nigga no but think about it like I th- it was not I see not an official it's, competition, I see but it's I'm, just I'm like joking. I know what you mean. if you feel like that's like if you playing kickball and they don't pick you to last, like I don't think they, I promise you I don't think they were worried on the block thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got picked last on. The I know what you mean. Though. I know what you mean. Bro. I'm messing with you. I know. What yeah. You know. Wait. I, mean, I I think it was interesting though how you mentioned how um, trauma can be passed down through DNA. I didn't really think about that. No, yeah, they, there's a. There I've, is I've a, heard, I briefly heard about that, but I didn't really look yeah, into how that There works. is something. It's an where, abstract concept, concept to really think about it. There's something where some some white man, he did say, like, I forgot what, I forgot the exact quote, but it was like, if you do something to them now, it will just affect them in a moment. You know, the but Willie if you. Lynch. Huh? Willie Lynch letter? I don't know what it was, but it was like if you do something, if, foot off? no, if you do something, it will last with them for generations to come because it's like a psychological thing that keeps being passed down. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but I forgot exactly what the quote was, but mm-hmm. you know. But, but yeah, not to scare out white people off, but um, yeah, yeah we, you know, let's get back to the hip hop. Don't be afraid, right. young, Cauc- yeah, right, young right. Caucasians. Just listen and learn. So I got a um, I got a quote from another song from a. Uh, my nigga G Herbo, another Chirac nigga, um, that really embodies PTSD and trauma. Um, I, I know y'all heard. I turn the PTSD. news on when See, I see. Come death on, bro, you spoiling it, dog. <laughs> Sorry. So, Sorry. So, Sorry. So, <laughs> Sorry. So, Sorry. So Uzi actually 
uh, had a verse that really just spoke out to me, and it goes like this. It's a war zone laying inside my head. I think about all my niggas that's dead. I'm too paranoid. Yeah, I know you heard what I said. I'm too paranoid. I make sure all my ops, they bled. Drain all my energy. No, I cannot. Uh-uh. I'm affected by the streets. No appetite. I can't eat. I only see red when I see. I think it's my PTSD. I think it's my PTSD. I think it's my PTSD. Um, Damn. And I mean, honestly, it's it's crazy, like, just reading those lyrics because it's just like he's he's pulling from every experience that he's had. And he's just like, yo, like, this this kind of lives with me. Um, like, just everything that I've been going through, every experience that I had, every traumatic event that I had. Um, and I just want to open the floor to my guests. And I know that we already hit on that just being a black man in America, just being a black man in general, or just being black in general, that you can be numb to, like, trauma, because we, you know, we already hit on that, like, of just things that, like, when it keeps on happening to you, like, okay, like, you know, like, this is what goes on, just, if I'm going to be here, this that's what just going goes on, but I want to ask, like, can it be a good thing being numb to trauma? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, I mean... You got to deal with it at some point. Yeah, because it's, it, at some point, it's going to come back and show its face in some way, shape, or form is going to project itself onto a relationship you have in the future. Like, how many times... I'm sure everybody in this room, including Zakiel, Hey, Zakiel, um, Everybody in the room has been in a relationship or pursued a woman or been talking to a woman and it could have went left or eventually went left because there was baggage involved. Baggage is trauma. You know? So... No matter how no matter how hard you try to repress it, it's gonna rear its face at some way, shape, or form. But but to Fadil's point, would if you if it had to do with someone like being so used to people dying, why would you not want to be? I mean, this isn't something that I personally experienced, but why would you not want to be used to that happening so you're prepared when it happens? I mean, I don't think you should ever be prepared for. A- a violent, yeah. unnecessary. I think death. if you're in that life, you're you you know that something. Like I that mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it's case by case. If I'm a nigga in Chicago, you know, what I'm saying living that life, then I guess that might be applicable to that. But just as regular, regular niggas. But I mean, but, but, I but mean, that's the quote was from niggas living that life. So I thought. That's yeah. The thing is, that a lot of them don't. So, honestly, there's no way of actually suppressing Andre, your trauma. Well, temporarily, yeah, but like. Even if you remember, like, that, that 21 interview he had a couple of years ago on The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. he was kind of like, yeah, like, at night, sometimes I cry, like, like I cry to myself because, like, stuff be impacting me. And mm-hmm. it's, it's those times when you by yourself alone that the things hit you the most. And that's when the, the trauma really has the, the biggest impact on you because you can't, there's nothing to hide from. But if you're not suppressing it, wouldn't you just be crying all the time? I mean, well, suppress it in the sense that there are a lot of things that take your mind off of it on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an intentional suppression or just like how how things just naturally work, but... Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I like what y'all are saying because um, 
at one end, like, it's never good to be numb to trauma because I know I found myself in a space of, like, you know, when all the, you know, uh, the police brutality things was happening, it was just, like, you know, if I get so heavily invested of the case and, like, what happened, it's just going to ruin my day. So it was just, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to, like, just really just be, like, you know, overwhelm myself with what's going on. But at the same time, like, if you numb yourself to those things, those injustices, you know, I mean, it doesn't really give you that heart of, like, understanding that, like, you know, what's going on to you is wrong. Like, I know it happens so often and so common, but it's wrong at the end of the day. So it's a du- it's a double-edged sword because, you know, like, you don't want to be feel too... Feel, you don't want to feel too worked up over what's going on, but at the same time, you don't want to be like complacent what's going on either. Mm-hmm. But um, I I will say, a lot of times, a lot of times, um, people aren't necessarily numbing the trauma or numbing the pain. They're just finding various ways to cope with it. A lot of times, it's drug drug um induced coping me- mechanisms. Or a lot of a lot of coping mechanisms are unhealthy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why I don't think numbing it is a good idea because it will, like you said, like Andre said, rear, rear its head in an ugly way. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I mean, just so we can like just wrap it up for our audience. Um. I think that um. I mean, and you guys might disagree or might agree with me, but I think that um, in hip-hop, just because it, it it's not intentional, I know it's not intentional, but just be, but I think that um, with so many rappers having their testimonies of what they experienced in the hood and what they've experienced in their life, I think that sometimes trauma is very um, normalized. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes trauma is very, like, it's not discussed because it's just like, it's like, you know, I mean, I heard it before. It's like, you know, we done all been through some shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, suck yeah, it up, yeah. whatever. But I just want to ask you guys, how do we begin to address and unnormalize the trauma that many of us face? Um, I think just getting more comfortable <clears throat> talking about it, eliminating the stigma, um, taking mental health more seriously, advocating for mental health resources in our communities, um, pushing towards, um, I know this is taking this a completely different route, but pushing towards things such as defunding the police and things of that nature so that we can get more resources and more funding towards just mental health resources in our community. I mean, it all starts with that, just the willingness to talk about it because a lot of that built up trauma and repressing of feelings just comes from just people afraid to talk about things and thing thinking that it'll make them look weak um and that people will look at them as less than so just the willingness to talk and open yourself up when when j cole released kod he had a great album it was a great album all right shut up bro you're not a j cole fan but all right you a fan for them yes I like we, half the album. Are we all, all right. fans? <laughs> no. I like half <laughs> If you're a fan of hip hop, you're a fan. It of was a great album hip-hop. because uh, of we're the not talking message. About that. But <laughs> let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. No, but 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 I'm rapping and relaxing. <laughs> no, but like okay, I went to the I went to his um one of his concerts during that time, man. 
basically he his whole point was basically even in the messaging of the album was pretty much discussing and talking about he had a, a whole monologue in his in his um or skit in the the concert kind of addressing like pain and why it is that we're never taught how to deal with our pain and we're always just taught to or we're, we're nobody ever really knows what to do with pain and we and because of that we always like lean on like i said drugs or like sex or like whatever they, whatever you use to cope with it sleeping all the time and things like that and he was just kind of like i just want y'all to like kind of think about how to um have a discussion about how to handle your pain how to get rid of it how to how to move forward from that and i think once we do that we'll be better as a society and i think that is true because a lot of even in hip-hop a lot of the music that we do have focuses on pain but it's very few songs that kind of talk about and teach you how to deal with pain it's just always kind of putting their pain on you but never helping you to relieve your pain if that makes sense so i mean how do we relieve pain i mean that's I a good question i don't know if that I was what i was getting to next i don't want to jump the gun how do we relieve I just, pain oh i mean i don't know i don't know how to I don't know how to. Um, you, you guys have any specific coping mechanisms? Um, J Cole said meditate. Do you meditate? Meditate. What the fuck? You listen to our J Cole. I've actually been trying. I've actually been trying to practice meditation and yoga. That shit ain't helping you, nigga. You be angry. <laughs> no, in terms of, in terms of like you know, just like the mental health things that I deal with on a day to day basis that I don't really like talk about. Um, it, it helps a lot. Just like anxiety and depression and shit like that definitely helps yeah i feel like meditation definitely i i don't I'm meditate angry, though <laughs> okay yeah, I, just, like, right. just, <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like meditation helps a lot with just clearing your thoughts and i remember yeah. um i tried meditation a couple of times i think because i just had a bunch of stuff on my mind this man's a kid was like bro try headspace bro like, so i went in the bathroom and i was just like eyes closed just feel from the tip of your fingers to your shoulders I don't know, it cleared my mind a little bit, but, you know what I'm saying, it made me feel a little bit better in the moment. I think if I continue to do it, that, mm-hmm. I mean, it might help me with some of the things that may be causing me um, mental distress on a daily basis. But I can't say for sure since I haven't, you know, stuck with it. But Yeah. Um, I think that when it comes to, like, how do we start that healing? I think it's different for everybody. And I don't even want to get into just, I mean, I know like, I don't even went to school for this shit, but I don't want to get into like the strategies and like the first steps into like how you get to healing. But I think that uh, just going back to the question of like, how do you start, you know, normalizing these conversations and how do you start like, addressing trauma is that I think that um I think one thing that I would really say is that we need to stop comparing tragedies mm-hmm. tragedies oh, from like is. you know from everybody because like you know like I mean I, I think throughout this conversation we we didn't talked about just how trauma is different for everybody you know what I mean trauma could go could range from something as traumatic as seeing your mother being murdered to something as 
you know, someone cheating on you or, you know, someone, you know, uh, talking bad, or someone bullying you. So, I mean, I think that we need to stop comparing tragedies. And um, I think that I see that a lot in hip hop that, you know, um, and I, I always seen this in like in high school that, you know, people would say like, oh, like you listen to Drake. He's not real. Like, why do you relate to him? Da, 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 da. And then people like, yo, Gucci man is real because he didn't been through this. He'd been through that. And like, I mean, I get it because like some, you know, a lot of people that I went to high school with came from the hood. But at the same time, it's just like, let's not compare tragedies. Like, yeah, Drake is rapping about, you know, heartbreak and abortions and all that other shit. And Gucci's rapping about, you know, he had to kill the nigga that tried to rob him. Hey, relax, relax. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that, like... <laughs> we smoking on it. Yeah. Relax, relax. Pookie lock. Pookie lock. Put that nigga in the dirt. You know, I think that when it comes to, like, you know, addressing trauma and normalizing... <laughs> the trauma that we have and normalizing these conversations, I think that we need to stop comparing, you know, tragedies and just be like, you know, you've been through something bad and you want to talk to me about it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't shut out somebody and be like, Oh girl or, or girl guy or whatever you going through that. Let me tell you what I've been through. So you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can suck that up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that we need to just really just be like, as black people, man, you know, as people in general, we need to be like, you know, if you need, if you need a, a, a listening ear, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, sure, to me, you know, you talking about, oh, I got laid off of my job or, oh, like, guess what? Like, my family didn't want to come in for Christmas and I ain't fucking with them no more and, like, that's traumatic to me. You'd be like, yo, get over that. I mean, sure, you might you might want to be like that, but, you know, you never know. And, like, I mean, I think that when we have these vulnerable conversations, we'll just be more, you know, all the trauma that we face and, you know, all the experience that we face, we might be, like, more accepting and we'll be all just more okay of, you know, getting these feelings out and getting these experiences out and, be better as people so that's all I had I agree I agree good show guys rapping and relaxing ooh I like those vocals rapping and relax <laughs> alright that was too much so um <laughs> yeah um that's it you know uh anything y'all wanna plug in uh I definitely think you have a, a, a dope platform idea man I can't wait to see it grow, and I'm glad that we could be on one of your first episodes. And we look back when you uh, got them top fours podcast in ten years. Okay, oh, we'll be like, hey, we was here in ten years. <laughs> God damn, say ten years. I, I say ten. I bet one. Yeah. I say uh, east. I bet we. I heard you, bro. No, yeah, we definitely gonna have to. I I enjoy this platform. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you have a good one. You have a good to- good topics to discuss. Why ever copy everything I said? <laughs> hey, I did not. All right, just cut the shit off. Cut, cut, cut. Me if I disappear, no one can do that. Embracing that I'm only human. I've been thriving, baby. Yeah, big moves, big plans, and everything I do. Yeah.
love you.